0: Welcome to Are We Gundam, or Are We Isuka, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam Seed, abandoned Gundam Seed Destiny halfway in the middle, and is now watching Gundam Build Divers until we're all vaccinated. One of us got stabbed once, it doesn't sound like it went great.
1: My name is Jeremy. That was me. Also, I found that my body reacted poorly because I'm from the Nega-Sera universe. I'm Tyler. And I'm Gimpy. (laughs) I forgot to ask about that, but we can talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you two of you had an
2: awful week, and I just watched Madoka. Oh, how was that? So, we had an awful week because of things outside our control, and you watched Madoka.
0: I mean, I watched episode three when I was in a real down mood, and that was super bad, and then I watched the rest of the series last night when I was in a much better mood, and then I wanted to cry at the end, but it wasn't nearly as depressing.
2: I think I watched that third episode, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I do not need this. Spoilers. It gets worse. It doesn't get as shocking as that, but it gets worse. That's why I stopped, is because I'm like, I've heard this gets a lot worse than this, and I do not need this in my life right now.
0: I watched episode six, and I'm like, ah, oh, is it in the ep- re- three episodes pace? But I can confirm that episodes six through ten are pretty awful.
2: When you say awful, you don't mean like poor quality, just really depressing.
1: No, I mean, they will make you sad. Yeah, it's awful in the way that you want that show to be awful.
2: Yeah.
0: And at the end, it's an episode of Sailor Moon. And I'm like, well, that checks out. Yeah. And I haven't watched the movie yet because Netflix took it off for some reason. Because copyright law is weird. I was going to say something that wasn't about Monica. Oh, you want to tell your vaccine story? Or shall we have Zach tell his no longer having a foot and about to break every NFL record for a field goal kicking story?
1: I mean, my vaccine story isn't terribly interesting. I followed none of the conventional wisdom I had accrued from other people. And did not eat beforehand, and then had a massive drop in blood pressure, and that was not fun. So I had to sit around for like an hour and a half waiting for my head to stop spinning.
2: At least you weren't like me when I gave blood and stuck in the damn chair for like an hour. (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: I was actually mostly like up and walking around because that seemed to be helping, which if it was low blood pressure, that makes sense. And then yesterday I was like, don't oh, no, kind of headachey and stuff. I, I just was, I felt like I was maybe coming down with a cold and today I feel more or less fine. So that that's my entire story.
0: <laughs> this is all to transition into people asking when we're going to get back to Destiny. I think we might just finish Build Divers. We should be all vaccinated by then. I'm four weeks out to total immunization.
1: Yeah, my last one is on May 4th, so I've been joking that I'm getting a midichlorian injection.
0: Yeah, good joke. So tell your story, Gimpy.
2: Mine is kind of like Tyler's. It's not really that interesting. I was helping out our uh, warehouse guy load some pallets onto our old truck because that's kind of where they get stored at the moment. And when we finished that, I was getting down from the truck, put my foot on the ground, and the thing twisted out from underneath me, and I sprained my ankle. Oh, yeah, I did that in high school. It was not fun. So I had to go do a whole workers comp thing and go to the urgent care down the street from my office. And yeah, it's been a fun week from that point of view. I'm more or less fine now, but... So anyway, Gundam Build
0: Divers, can I tell you the story about me watching this episode of Gundam Build Divers? <laughs> it's not that good a story. It's the worst story of all so far.
2: Well, since we've all been telling bad stories this episode, go for it.
0: Okay. So as you will remember, if you've listened to our coverage of Build Divers... I slept pretty hard on Sarah on my first watch through and have come to really appreciate her this watch through. This is also because I keep talking about character focus episodes. I don't remember the details of this episode, but I did remember Yuki and Doji having a Chained Heat episode. That was a Yuki focus episode. So I've been thinking about this one a lot in general. Had completely forgotten that Sarah was involved with that, too. And
1: she's so good in this.
0: <laughs> Interesting, because what I had completely forgotten, then I got to the part in the episode where she causes the episode to happen and she's there, too. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to get evil Naga Sarah. She's going to do evil cheerleading. It's going to be great. And I was greatly disappointed.
1: Yeah, that was a little sad. I was disappointed in Nega Sarah, but I did like all the things that Sarah was doing in the background of this episode.
0: Tic-tac-toe Sarah is pretty great. I I saw that and remembered Nega Sarah and got hype as hell because I slept so hard on Sarah. I'm like, I'm sure that's great. And it was not. It's kind of disappointing. That's my story about this episode. So if you want to watch along, we're watching episode 17 of Build Divers, Joint Front. You can watch along on YouTube or Crunchyroll or Funimation, but I recommend
1: you don't because Negocera isn't as good as you want it to be. Does Negocera happen again? Because I feel like it should be a plot point. I don't believe so. That's even more disappointing.
2: I was actually really sad that I had kind of figured out what it was going to be at the outset of this. Like when he was talking to Maggie at the very beginning, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this is going to be, and I'm disappointed.
1: No, the only surprising thing is that Yuki didn't immediately realize what it was going to be.
2: Yeah, that's more of why I was just, I'm like, oh, so it's that thing. And then I'm like, maybe they did something different with it. It's like, no. Different, not in this show. So we
0: open up on Yuki giving a tour of the Thousand Sunny. I mean, the base he built for the Build Divers. (laughs) It's got sails for some reason, because it's the Thousand Sunny. Doesn't have any sails. Okay, it's got rigging for sails. It's got a mast.
1: And some rope.
0: Riku apparently helped, because I guess Riku is a big One Piece fan.
1: I feel like Riku's reaction here, in that he, he was not smiling beforehand, Yuki is like, Riku helped. Riku laughs slightly. I, I got from that that Riku, in fact, did not really do anything and Yuki did pretty much all the work and Riku is like, I was moral support.
2: So is this like actually a reference to One Piece or is this just a, thing, a joke you're making, Jeremy? A
0: little of column A, a little of column B. Like this is not a telly animation project. So I, they don't think they can be too on the nose, but especially the underwater aquarium is straight out of the Thousand Sunny and particularly the tour they get of it when they first get the ship because they got an aquarium so they can store all their fish to eat later. So the bill divers are like, great, huh, Molly? And Molly is like,
1: sure. Molly's like, why are you asking me? I can only repeat one word.
0: They have a living and briefing room to combine business and pleasure, an observation deck for Ayame to brood on. <laughs> well, they need that. The aquarium from One Piece is Thousand Sunny. It might not be an aquarium. It might just be open to the ocean, which I guess is cool. I think that. It would probably
2: be that, although generally speaking, it would probably not have that much fish unless there's a reef right out there.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Although also it's a video game. So how do you show underwater?
1: That is true, yeah. This is 80% of the houses I build in Minecraft is what this house is. I don't usually have an aquarium.
2: I like how they're announcing the aquarium, and then when they, like, zoom out of it to show all of them, Ayame is, like, looking off in the other direction, away from the viewing window.
0: Also, they have a mobile suit catapult out into the nearby mountain, which is cool, I guess.
2: How far away is this for them to launch from? It looks really far. So he launches out of a waterfall. Yeah, and the base is on the coast,
1: so... Yeah, then he like flies does a fly over of the base. I'm like did they have to walk all the way up there or like what? Where's the hangar? I assume
0: there's underground involved, but I just wave nebulously at that minecarts, Tyler. Minecarts. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So, Yuki's like, "Oh man, We got this cool force base because you did all the work, Koichi, and built that shuttle, and you didn't get credit for it.
2: Well, Ayame said uh, that it was because of everybody's hard work, and Yuki starts going over, oh yeah, it's because of all of you guys did all this other stuff.
0: He's like, yeah, Momo won the flag battle, even if she was useless other than that, and ran the shuttle that one time. And Ayame is cool, and Koichi is like, you are also Cool, Yuki, and he's like, I have no illusions about that. <laughs> but Riku's like the main character and stuff. He's really cool. Everyone's always saying it. It must be true. Appeal to authority. I remember when he was a noob and I had to teach him stuff, but that was like a thousand years ago or 16 episodes. So cut to the real world where Yuki is being depressed about being the least important member of his
2: team. Well, there's always going to be a little bit of that, I think, whenever you're. Dealing with a competitive thing, especially since Yuki ostensibly started the whole Gunpla hobby before Riku did, and now Riku is better than him at it.
0: Although they did start battling at the same time. Remember, get your parents' permission and wallet before logging into GBN. <laughs> Make sure to
2: have their credit
0: card details. So Yuki goes to the Gundam base and starts looking at Gunpla.
1: I think he is specifically looking at o Gundams. He is, which I really like, actually, because it sh- shows his desire to be like Riku.
0: So Nanami's like, hey, are you considering building a new gumpla? And Yuki's like, no, I am suddenly very self-conscious about this. I actually came to invite you to our cool island. I built a one piece. You should see it. In a one piece swimsuit, maybe? I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that would be cool. I would feel like a celebrity on my own private island. And Yuki's like, yeah, cut to the theme song so I can escape this awkward situation, please. Does the opening sequence just
1: respawn you?
0: And it's just a narrative cut. Tyler, oh man, now I just want a series where the plot and story are like meta concepts and there are different. That must exist. But I feel
1: like only comedically. I think I agree. I feel like a bunch of pieces of that exist in various places. Yeah.
0: So we cut to Maggie being like, oh, you want to be strong like Riku. And he's like, yeah, the raid battle is coming up. We keep talking about that. It's certainly going to be important in the climax and not completely forgotten. So I need to change and get ready for that. And you're good at guiding noobs. And Maggie's like, I'm always super happy when people ask me for advice, even though it happens all the time. And Patrick Collisar is hiding out of focus behind this hug to sneak in 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 this uh, episode.
2: In a, what's it called?
0: sets In his outfit from 00. I
2: just had the feeling because he's got the like cat girl standing next to him. They're both watching Maggie glomp Yuki here. And they're just like, all right, I'm going to stay as far away from that as I can.
1: They both look like they're disapproving. Like, they both have mildly stern expressions.
2: I think it's just like a default expression. It just looks like that because they're out of focus.
0: I think they're waiting on one of their teammates who will not show up, and they've been here for like three hours watching Maggie, and they're like, God damn it, when is he going to get here? <laughs> I think they're just grump not at this situation. Yuki can't breathe. It's comedy.
2: Which is interesting since it's in GVN and they don't need to breathe. So Maggie's like, I have the perfect mission for you.
0: The mirror mission. And we cut to Yuki looking for it. He's like, oh, it does exist. And then we flashback to Maggie telling him about it
1: because storytelling. Yeah, so have you noticed that the show does this exact thing, like, kind of a lot?
0: It's okay for pacing. It means you don't have to cut as much, right? The flashback in Outcut is very simple to do. It's better than, like, a Star Wars Star Wipe. I feel like anime does it a lot in general. But yes, this series loves it.
2: And Maggie is very coy because obviously a mission called Mirror Mission that helps you learn about yourself has nothing to do with fighting an evil version of yourself.
0: Nothing at all. There certainly Spoilers. won't be any evil Sarahs there. So Yuki's like, what's the mission like? And Maggie's like, you'll only learn if you do it yourself. But I'll tell you a little about it. All the cool guys are doing it. And you'll encounter hardships you've never experienced before. You know, because we love being vague about this stuff in GBN.
1: Except they're very similar to hardships that he's experienced before, actually, but...
2: I would love if it, like, this whole thing was like, this is a mirror mission, it's super difficult and whatever, and blah blah blah. And then they do it, and it's just like, break the targets. (laughs) (laughs) Look,
0: fundamentals are important, and board the platforms. Teaches you how your character moves.
2: Not really. That was kind of what I was thinking. One of these, like, fundamental things. I was thinking targets because mirror, obviously, but...
0: No, it's the mirror mission, and you have to watch her do a concert with her pink Saku.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he just misinterprets it, and it's not mirror mission, it's mirror mission.
0: And Maggie's like, the only reward for it is a star that says you did it. So not many people like to do it, but the champion did it, and Ogre, and me, and
2: Shariar, and Tiger Wolf, and all the cool people. Well, here's the thing about that they say, oh, it's not that important because you get this badge. You know, all you can do is get this badge. But um, we find out later that. You can only do it once a month. You can only try it once a month. I'm pretty sure that's more of the reason as to why it's not actually that popular. Well, I
0: think the idea of, like, a lot of people tried it once. It was super hard, and they're like, why why would I bother? There's no reward for it.
2: I mean, the only reason why I would look back at that is, number one, because it's on the month timer, it's difficult to try multiple times at it, so people might try it once be like, that's too hard, and then it's like, I'm not going to waste my time. But you would have a lot of people wanting to do it because you have like the top level players in the game do this thing. So obviously there must be something to it. So if people want to get good at it, it's like, well, I might as well do this because all of the pros do it, basically.
0: Yeah, I presume that's not public knowledge though, right? Like Maggie's pin is hidden when she opens her jacket to show it to Yuki. It's not like people are wearing this as a badge of honor. So Yuki is looking at the mission and be like, hmm, I should accept it. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And he says that at the same time as Doji, who's here now and for some reason at the same mission select screen.
1: Yeah, I did realize you could share those somehow.
2: I kind of thought you had to be in a party at the same time to accept missions. Like, that that would make sense. And also, did Doji
0: just come up to Yuki on this terminal, who we saw scroll to find the mission and then went to it? And he's like, oh, there's just that mission just out there in the wild on that terminal. I should go accept it. (laughs) The logistics of this are ridiculous even if this does seem like the sort of dumb thing that a Japanese MMO would implement because it insisted on using a lobby system like this.
2: Hey, I think that's a guy with a uh, trades jacket in the background. And so Doji and Yuki are like, hey, what are you doing here? It's supposed to be a comedy moment.
0: I mean, it works okay. Your mirror mission in me. And Yuki's like, don't copy me. I'm going to do the mirror mission. And he's like, you're copying me. It seems like, okay, why don't you just do it separately? But then Molly appears, <laughs> heralding Sarah. And Doji's like, what?
2: You? I also know you vaguely. I've seen you before. <laughs> I do love how Sarah greets Doji as the person with the stomach problems.
0: And Molly, a mischievous imp, accepts the mission on their behalf. And so They all have to go together because they're
2: standing near each other at this terminal. And apparently the mission itself only goes once a month. Like, that's how it works. Either that or that's just a weird translation thing. Because later on, Doji says this mission only happens once a month
0: yeah I took it from the English dub that you can only try it once a month that it's got a month cooldown but yeah that's also what I got
2: out of it well that was my thought because she says you won't be able to try again for one month but when doji mentions it later it makes it sound like it's a scheduled monthly thing but I think that is just
0: a translation thing of like he probably just says the equivalent of this is monthly because I know that one of the quirks of the Japanese language is they don't really have the li thing mmm. Just like they don't have gender pronouns, which makes the gender game way more fun in Japanese. So Yuki is trying to read the Wikipedia page on this challenge. (laughs) Because he didn't do his homework on it beforehand? Presumably he was going to, but then a carbuncle appeared and said, hey, you're going with Oatger's brother now. And he's like, there will be four challenges and we won't know until we're in there. And Yuki's like, no, I'll have to clear it no matter what to show that I am as cool as Riku. A very low bar, I should be able to jump.
2: This thing is the most popular game in the world. You know there's walkthroughs for that shit. I wonder if it's, like, randomized. You really think that would stop people from actually building a little walkthrough for that?
0: As we've established before, Zach, walkthroughs only exist if you can ask Maggie for them.
2: (laughs) Maggie is the walkthrough? Yes.
0: And Sarah's like, I already think you're strong, Yuki. You should have self-confidence. And he's like, no, haven't you earned anything from this? Depression is about not thinking you're good enough. And that's how you improve. So I have to be better. And Doji's like, hey, I'm going to go start now because I'm bored of just sitting in a cave. And Yuki's like, you can't go on your own. The mission says we have to do it at the same time.
1: For reasons.
0: It's not like one of us can just sit on the sideline playing tic-tac-toe with things and still get the mission credit at the end
2: if we win. And apparently doesn't need a mobile suit to compete in it. They do say, like, I don't want to battle out or anything like that or retire from the mission. But isn't it implied that because you have to clear it together, if one person were to quit, wouldn't it take the party with him? It's the Um, same
0: inconsistency we were just talking about, about how Sarah's just, like, hanging out here. Although it could be advanced enough to scale difficulty, right? Like, if somebody disconnects.
1: It could be like, yeah, okay. I mean, Sarah didn't even come with a gun plot. <laughs>
2: to be fair, Diablo 2 literally had the scaling difficulty. So it's not like that's a particularly long distance off.
0: Sarah's like, yeah, I want to do it too. And I wasn't doing anything. Rika's not here. And Molly wants to come too. Uh, but they're being watched by a mysterious bird from that usually only appears after episodes. The plot thickens. It was so thin you can't really tell. But.
2: it goes from being like a thin broth to maybe being
1: campbell's broth i was gonna say it's now maybe a soup but no there's no ingredients in there yet
0: they haven't even put in the carrots like okay first test is we battle some monsters that are non-player characters so they summon their Gumpla.
2: they're basically caveman versions of zeon mobile suits and an adorable little dragon mascot cutes
0: at sarah so Yuki's like, I will shoot them. And Doji's like, I will stab them. And Sarah's like, I will pet them. And there are too many for Yuki to shoot down before they get to him and they all tackle him and begin beating the shit out of him with clubs. So Doji's like, oh yeah, you go fight at a distance because you suck. You're not good at
2: having the shit beat out of you with clubs. But I'm great at it.
1: <laughs> My brother does it to me all the time.
2: It's a purple Dom-like one shows up and is like, huh.
1: There are two more Doms. They do like
0: a tri-Dom attack. Well, Sarah is playing rock, paper, scissors with the evil mascot. And wins. It's a it's a heated duel, but eventually she manages. And as she does, Doji and Yuki have defeated all the enemies, even though they were struggling with it a second ago. Because who wants to see how they overcome this challenge?
1: Turns out it's not relevant.
0: Unless the implication is that Sarah defeating her opponent despawns them all. <laughs> i don't think that's the implication but i like this headcanon a lot
2: the true test of it wasn't to defeat all of those monsters like they were doing it was actually to find and defeat the little mascot character in a game of rock paper scissors only one of the people has to defeat their opponent
0: and obviously there's an evil mascot for sarah and she out mascots it and doji's like oh if bro saw me being saved by rock paper scissors it would be very embarrassing for me he would think I was weak and kick me off his team like my insecurities are about. And Yuki's like, Riku would probably just make some bullshit
1: wing thing happen and defeat them all. <laughs> so I like that the tic-tac-toe board only just shows up now as the scene is ending.
0: So cut back to a cave. I guess the caves are just the intermission area in this mission. And Yuki's like, I will be cool in the next bit. I'll overcome everything and become like Riku, a boring character who always just wins, instead of his sidekick, who wins because he's on the same team. So in the cave, floodlights suddenly turn on, and hey,
2: it's a baseball episode now. (laughs) And it's fielding practice with an O Gundam playing the part of the batter. It's not nearly as good as the baseball
0: episode of Gundam Build Fighters, I will say.
2: Everyone take a shot. It's not even as good as the uh, baseball episode of Dragon Ball Super. Huh. Baseball episodes are pretty ubiquitous, aren't they?
1: Japan loves baseball.
0: Yeah. It's a sport everybody can understand. So the O just starts hitting balls at them, and one's about to hit Yuki in the face, but Doji catches it because apparently he's the much better of the two sidekicks?
1: Apparently he's found
2: a fielder's mitt somewhere.
1: Yeah, so he manifested a glove out of
0: nowhere. And he's like, hey, remember that training montage you did to not feel pain because stuff doesn't hurt in GBN? Shouldn't you, like, apply that lesson?
1: Yeah, I was really disappointed that we didn't flash back to Tiger Wolf's training here.
0: So Doji creates catcher's gear.
1: Yeah.
2: And now suddenly strikes are being thrown? I don't really understand that because it's fungos, which is fielder practice, not catcher's practice. Meanwhile, Sarah has a delightful sun hat and is washing balls in, like, a fountain. And she has watermelons. Molly's taking a bath.
0: Yes, it's very cute, but I don't get the reference. It does seem like a cultural thing, but if I was more familiar with Japanese baseball, maybe I would get. So they pass again without us seeing anything of it, and then they find ring puzzles from around the world. I don't know how they know it's
2: from around the world. I'm not sure since, like, I don't feel these kind of ring puzzles or blacksmith puzzles or particularly popular anywhere? Yeah, they don't strike me as especially regional either. I will tell you, they are extremely popular
1: in the room I am currently sitting in because Alex collects them and there are like 20 on the bookshelf right in front of me.
2: Yeah, but that's a weird outlier to normal people.
1: No, I'm just saying they're very popular in this region. Your house? Does she collect them from around the world or does she just collect them? No comment. I don't even know that around the world matters for these. That's my point. And so
0: like, ah, oh, I thought we were doing GBN Gumpo battle stuff, not trying to be magicians. And Yuki's like, ah, oh, I can finally shine because you can't solve these with force. You just have to do weird direction stuff. It, it seems like modeling could vaguely maybe kind
1: of help you with this. We skip them solving all but one of those. Suddenly obstacle
2: course. In the snow. And it's not even like a particularly difficult looking obstacle course. I mean, in the snow, I feel like it would be. It looks more dangerous
0: than difficult, though, certainly.
2: Yeah, it is snowing, but it's not like it's covered in snow. And on top of that, it's a digital thing, so... And, uh, as Yuki pointed out
1: during his Tiger Wolf episode, what good will this do because it's a video game?
0: Maybe it's also supposed to teach you that lesson, but they already know it. And Maggie should have realized that. They are stepping on an icy, precarious balance beam, but Sarah is in heels, so she slips. Doji
1: and Yuki catch her, though, and start to pull her up. While Molly watches. Oh, come on. She's a mysterious waif. She can't weigh that much. Right? They're struggling so much. But they do manage to pull her up.
0: But then they slip and fall themselves immediately after.
2: And start doing the whole comedic, I can't swim thing. And I don't know if anybody would ever actually like, dude, you fell into two inches of water. Yeah, I feel like you'd
0: be being like, motherfucker. And you would be too busy talking about how much pain you were in to flail like this.
2: Or, you know, dear God, how fucking cold is this? Because
0: it's an ice bath. Or, yeah, like in Mario 64, you would immediately launch out of it, screaming about how hot it was (laughs) like it was lava. Then they have a good laugh about the hijinks they were just in. And the mysterious bird watches on. So cut to them having set a fire and getting naked so that they can bond further. And so Doji's like, oh, you want to be like Riku, huh? That makes sense. I want to be like my brother. They're very similar people as role models.
2: And apparently, this is due to the water penalty, because we see a gauge for that off to the side. Clearly, Doji
1: is Kigali in this scenario. He seems way more open than she would be.
2: Doji even's like, ah, oh, Riku's
0: good for sure, because my brother even respects him. Again, appeal to authority. That's the reason Reek is good. Doji's like, yeah, my brother has also tried this mission, because all the cool people have. And right now, he's not playing because he's
1: busy building his new cool Gumpla.
2: He wants to feed on tastier battles. It's going to
1: have two forks instead of two swords. And Yuki's like, what the hell are you talking about? And
0: Doji's like, "Ah, he likes to compare Gumpla Battle to food. And he wants to taste the ultimate battle. I don't know. It's weird to me, too. But I'm used to it because I grew up with him. I thought everybody did that and was very embarrassed the first time I did it. And everyone looked at me like I was a crazy person and fat. He's like, even though he's super strong, he always wants to get better. And that's probably what this show should be about instead of us, I don't know, just hanging around doing weird ring puzzles.
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The only way you get to be the best is by constantly wanting to get better.
0: I just wish this was more of an eSports series that actually focused on that genuinely instead of just being like, no, just liking something is what you need to actually be good.
2: What it needs to do, more or less, is it needs to pick a lane. Is it going to be about like the, like you said, eSports thing where you have to practice to get good or is it just going to be about being a basically a casual? Yeah.
0: Or is it just going to be advertisement for how cool Gundam is and how you should buy this MMO that does not exist?
1: Buy our friendship and toys. It's also really, really into the idea of
0: physical training and doing stuff other than the game to improve, which I think is like relevant. And like, I think that has value in a sports story, no matter what kind of sports story it is. But they keep half doing it, like, every episode, and it makes it really repetitive. And Doji's like, no matter what I do, my bro's always just getting better than me and widening the gap. I even resorted to stupid stuff like cheating. And Yuki's like, ah, I also want to be stronger. Maybe we're more alike than I thought. For me, it was the opposite, though. I used to teach Riku about Gunpla.
2: He just goes into it and says, I used to teach him about it, but then Riku just kept getting better and better, and I got stuck behind. It's like he's a shonen protagonist. It's like, well, that's because he literally kept trying to do more and more in theory, but I guess it was more a matter of the way this game works is the more people that say you're really good, the better you are.
0: It's all about reputation, actually. They've (laughs) your stats based on how many times you are mentioned in all chat, secretly. It's actually just a
2: social game.
0: And Sarah's like, hey, they're both rooting for you because you're teammates and this is a team game, so they want the best super good teammates.
2: Team is only as good as its weakest member.
0: Who is clearly Momo and not Yuki. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. Momo's got an insanely high luck stat though. Sarah's like, yeah, you love Gunpla and that's the only thing that matters. Buy all the play sets and toys and you too can be main characters. And Yuki's like, you know what? I've been kind of a jerk to you because you were a jerk to us, but I should introduce myself. I'm Yuki. This is Sarah and Maul slash Molly slash the devil. And Doji's like, I'm Doji. And he's like, I'm sorry. I was a jerk to you. Like that time I cheated. So I'm sorry.
2: He says, I've always wanted to apologize. And I'm like, dude, you could literally just like send him a message or go meet him. It's not like they're hard to find.
0: I don't think it's like a, I've been searching for a way to apologize. I think it's more of a vague feeling of I should do that. But he's like, oh, that sounds like emotional development. I should put that off.
2: Yeah, this series doesn't want to get into that shit right now.
0: Also, he was banned from the game by his brother for
2: a while. That's true. Although we don't know how long that he's been back.
0: So Doji's like, hey, your style is like to support Riku and the others from wrong range, right? Maybe I should try that. So then I could be a help to my brother. Instead of just being being the guy who rushes in first, gets destroyed to show how tough his opponent is. And then he wrecks them.
2: (laughs) I mean, this is not actually that bad of an idea to try something different, because that's one of the ways you improve, is to try different things. But the reasoning behind their, like, I will try this, and then immediately go whole hog on it, is the wrong way to do that.
0: I think for Doji, it makes a lot of sense, but Yuki being like, oh, and if I'm a god of melee, I'll be like, Riku, I should do that too. Makes less sense.
1: I was going to say, also, their suits aren't really specialized for the roles they're trying to take on, like... Yuki is specifically a sniper. Maybe you should have. I mean, he was looking at a double O earlier.
0: And Yuki's like, why don't we try new battle styles? And Doji's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get all fired up about it. Finally, there's been a point to this episode. And we cut to Sarah, who for some reason looks very sad. Maybe she realizes this is a terrible idea. And Molly just looks exasperated.
2: See, I think that was it. Sarah the Gundam Whisperer can hear their Gundam's face palming at this. Like, God damn it, what is wrong with the two of you? The GM3 Beam Master being like,
0: okay, but I am made out of guns. And Doji's like, okay, but I am made out of swords.
2: Well, don't you just like going, dude, I don't have a gun. And the GM3 being, dude, you realize I have a Beam Saber and no mobility, right? Maybe they should trade Gunpla
1: for this. That might be interesting. That would have made way more sense.
0: And the classic way you beat a mirror match is by trading opponents, right? That's how team stories with mirror matches work. Usually, yeah. Superman just punches out evil Batman, and it's fine. Does evil Batman
2: have the same kind of preparation ability that good Batman does? Or is evil Batman all about off the cuff?
0: I mean, it depends on which evil Batman. Are we talking about the Wraith, or Mothman, or Owlman, or Prometheus?
2: I was specifically thinking evil Batman along the lines of Injustice Evil Superman. Gotcha, okay. So
0: they're now in final phase.
2: Where they have to use what they've learned so far. Catching fungos, solving blacksmith's puzzles, and fighting little mini-dudes in an obstacle course.
1: And tic-tac-toe, the greatest skill of them all.
2: How precisely do those things actually help you? Don't worry,
1: they try to tie in half of them.
0: I was going to say, if this was a competently written episode, then there would be situations in the fight where they're like, oh, I learned this from that. But spoilers, Gundam Build Divers is not.
2: I guess the Blacksmith's Puzzles one, you could easily explain that as critical thinking, but those aren't really critical thinking puzzles. Well, specifically what
0: Yuki says is you have to approach them from odd angles, right? And you can't just use Brute Forth.
1: Yeah, they're lateral thinking.
0: So you could tie that in. It's very much an outline thing where these were the things on the outline and they're like, Ah, and then they'll use them in the final battle. And then they forgot <laughs> to write that part. Because that's the hard part to write.
2: Going into this, I was looking at it and it's like, oh, so it's going to be a mirror matchup. You're just going to have to fight yourself. And then they had the other bits where they were dealing with, like, the puzzles and the fun I'm like, oh, so they're not going to do it. And then at the end, it's like, ha, oh, you have to fight yourself. And I'm like, god damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's Evil Black Jim B Master 3 and Evil Black Doji's Giraga.
2: And they immediately are like, I'm going to use this new fighting style. And it's just like, uh, you guys are incompetent, aren't you? I mean, you have to start practicing it
0: somewhere, but this does seem like maybe you should finish the mission first. Or if maybe there was like a training room, they could have tried it in for a while and we could have got a montage of that. And then they're like, okay, this is the final test of it. It does seem very sudden and pointless here,
2: which makes the whole episode at the end seem pointless. We talked about as well, the fact that their gunpla aren't built for their new fighting style i feel like if you wanted to try something new you build a new thing for that to try it rather than try and shoehorn a square peg into a round hole or
1: like we suggested earlier in swap or something i like that yuki just gives doji his gun though that's kind of funny
0: so they state their character motivations you know like they tell you to do with your characters when you're taking a fiction writing class you do it right after you have them state their emotions so yuki's like no you've got to like position yourself where you can hide and snipe and stuff it's like, you've never done this before.
2: Did they even discuss like how you should fight like this if they're experts nope. at it? Clearly
0: not. Cause they have to do it in the middle of the fight. Doji's like, whoa, you have to move if you want to melee or you'll just be hit. You can't stop moving ever.
2: It's funny because the constant mobility and relocation should be something he's doing as a sniper anyway. I mean, it's a different sort of mobility, but yes. So Yugi jumps behind a rock and then stands there and Doji pops in, and is like, dude, I literally just said, don't stop moving.
0: So Sarah is watching with sad Molly, but then she hears heels clicking on the ground. And oh no, it's Black Suit Sarah, whose eyes are even more soulless than regular Sarah's.
2: You know, I would have really gotten a laugh out of it if she had like a black version of uh, Sarah's Carbuncle 2 of Molly. it would be so good. Yeah, I
0: was
1: a little sad that wasn't there.
0: And Sarah's like, well, this is weird. Uh, Doji is surprised by his evil clone while he's looking for the Gym 3 Beam Master. And Yuki's like, you gotta hide better, bro
2: never revealing where you are is a foundational point of it. It's like, dude, you gotta look around a boulder sometimes. You can't just hide behind everything and wish it goes away.
0: And Doji's like, this is weird. It's like I'm fighting against myself. It's It's like 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 I'm in a mirror match. match. At least it's consistent with his character that he's not the brightest bulb in the shed. And Yuki's like, ah... It's like they're simulating all my past battle tactics. Like this game is evolving and weirdly sentient. And Doji's like, whoa, that's deep, bro. It's like we're fighting our old selves that we just cast off,
1: man. Meanwhile, cut to Sarah looking extremely bored at Dark Sarah. Dark Sarah is like,
0: who are you? And Sarah's like, whoa, deep man. And then they hold their hands out to each other like they're magical girls and Sith lightning comes out.
2: And Evil Sarah dissolves.
0: But there's more Sith lightning. And then errors begin. Malfunction hang up errors mistake
2: (laughs) i think that's my favorite because like hang up okay that makes sense If, if something's hanging up in a system you know it's frozen malfunction error those all make sense but then mistake is really funny and then they fusion ha and now they're
0: a giant error mistake hang up malfunction monster gundam
1: they are like a digimon Yes. I like how Yuki's reaction is, the specs on that thing. And the
0: Hydra heads go to attack Sarah.
1: But Doji goes and blocks them,
0: throwing his gun and be like, oh, I guess we should not learn anything and just be our normal selves. That seems like the solution as he cuts off the Hydra heads. A famous way to deal with Hydra heads.
2: The thing about this is, like, if they played it better, where it's a matter of the I'll try the support thing later. Right now, in order to win this, we need to use what we know instead of trying to use that because whatever the hell's going on now, we need to be at our best. But they don't really access that. They just are like, we did this for a little bit, but then we decided we didn't want to do it anymore.
0: Or move the point in the episode where they make the decision. Have Yuki go in being like, I want to be more like Riku. I want to do a bunch of melee stuff. And Doji going in being like, I want to be able to support my brother because I'm not going to be as good as him as what he does. And then in this moment,
2: they realize that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, that's the wrong approach to be taking to get better. But
0: instead, they just have a revelation in the middle and then immediately discard it, which feels pretty build divers. Yeah,
2: And here they don't even really have the revelation that their own tactics are fine. They just need to hone them like they don't really have that. They just kind of decide to do that.
1: Yeah, the revelation is immediately undercut by Sarah looking skeptical.
2: Also, they don't
0: really use anything they learned in this mirror mission thus far. There was no, what if your enemies fused into a
1: giant Digimon part. And Yuki says his shooting is more accurate. I was going to ask if this is a bad translation, is Yuki talking about himself?
2: No, I think he's talking about Doji and being like, his dynamic vision and reflex speed have improved as a result of the Fungo mission. And it's like, no. I mean, again, I think
0: that's, an okay beat but this series loves it so much it, it always over exaggerates it and you can do that once but we've seen it so many times with riku practicing soccer and stuff that it just feels real hollow and doji's like oh he's got a giant eyeball on him it has to be his weak point no that's probably just a decoy
2: I decided arbitrarily and incorrect because ring puzzles he says it might be a decoy and it's a good thing I have this scanning system to tell me where its weak point is. Why wouldn't you just use that? If he didn't have the scanning system, I would be a lot more on the side of, you know, letting it uh, kind of have this moment. But because it's it's not really lateral thinking to just activate my scan for weak point
1: button. Like, why wouldn't you just do that at the beginning of the battle every time?
2: Yeah, as soon as it pops up, press that scan button. It's like, oh, there's the weak point. Just got to aim for that.
1: You know how most people
0: build their gunplay with weak points? that you can just scan for. Yeah. Uh, This would be very relevant in PvP. I do like the bit where he sticks his whip into the first weak point to Spider-Man swing under it to get to its rear where its actual weak point is. That's a good gimmick. And then he blasts through the body. And just one shots it. It explodes in a thinking of errors and mistakes. And then it unfuses. And then they both explode. And then you'll explode. And Doji's like, yeah, we did a character development. We're way better now.
2: They say you can learn from your reflection in the mirror, but at the
0: same time, you guys didn't really earn this what can you learn from like a mirror match oh you can learn what your own tendencies and mistakes are and exploit them and then learn like not to do that or you can learn what you do actually really well and focus on that but it doesn't work when the two enemies fuse into a giant digimon and you defeat that but it's the end of the episode so they feel better about themselves and like they learned a valuable lesson and doji's like what i learned is that we should ignore what we were thinking about before and just stick to what we were doing already and then the bird flies down lands on the bridge
2: if they were playing with that a little bit more earlier about them switching up their fighting styles and then going back to them to win this fight, it would make a lot more sense. Like if they're struggling and struggling with the new ones and then they go in to the final fight and have to switch back to what they're good at and then that brings that realization, it works a lot better.
0: Yep, but the build divers doesn't know how to sell a story. So we cut back to the lobby where I guess the build divers are just hanging out waiting for Yuki. And Doji's like, I should apologize to Rico. He's the one I kind of actually wronged. I'm sorry I tried to cheat you out of a win, and then I cheated with a brake decal, and I've been a jerk.
2: One of the <laughs> things that I thought immediately on this one was uh, I would get an immense laugh out of it if someone came up to him and was like, I wanted to apologize, I'm such a jerk to you, and the immediate response is,
0: who are you? I guess to say that's kind of Sarah's reaction, but hers is, oh, yeah, you had the stomach problems. He's like, I promise never to be shameful again. And Ayame and Koichi are like, man, it's a good thing we got high before we logged in today. <laughs> <laughs> Momo looks a high. His Riku looks dull in his normal Riku way. But yeah, Ayame and Koichi have these
2: wide dude smiles. Actually, Momo kind of has a thousand yards stare. Momoka looks like she's seen some shit. I was actually
1: thinking she saw something really cute across the yard, and she's just, like, pining over the fact that it will never be hers. Momoka really does look to me like she's having flashbacks to Nam. The way her pupils
0: are, I now see that, but when you just, like, glance through it like I did before, she looks, like, genuinely surprised to me. The longer I stare at it, the more you're right, but she does not stand up. Ayame, like, just looks like either she had the best day, like she confessed her feelings to a boy, and he said yes, and they're dating now, and she's not going to tell these kids about it but she's great, or like Koichi shared his stash with her,
1: and it's greatly improving her experience.
2: <laughs> also a little bit of the smile and nod. I don't know what's going on, and I don't particularly care. Just smile and nod.
1: I really would have loved, after this heartfelt apology, Doji's like, I'm so sorry for that, and I will never fight a shameful battle again, and Riku's
2: like, who are you again? Yeah, see, that's what I was saying. He's like, that would make me laugh so much. It's just like, who are you?
0: But no matter how strong you get, my brother is stronger, because he has an ogre horn. And he's like your rival. Enrico's like I agree. I also won't lose. And Joji's like this is an appropriate response. I shall leave. And he's like oh also I shall restate. Like not terrible moral, but the the, the set it's up up moral. it's
2: nonsensical.
0: It's not nonsensical. It makes perfect sense. It's just like Chinese fortune cookie wisdom that doesn't have any application. <laughs> of, you don't have to change everything, but you should change the things you should.
2: Well, the way he says it is, you don't have to change everything, but it's better to change the things that you ought to. Yeah, it's fortune cookie wisdom. And Yuki's like, thank you, Deepak Chopra. I agree. <laughs> it's
0: absolutely correct. It's just meaningless and unapplicable. Yuki looks at his Mirror Mission Complete badge.
2: Cut to the Gundam base, where now Riku is modeling. He does have a new kit, and it's the double X? It's a Jagan. I thought he also had a double X on the table with him. I know it zooms in on the Jagan.
0: Oh, no, it's just the X. It's not a double X. It's a, it's an X gun. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I want to build an even better gunpla. He's got two boxes of the X. I mean, he might need parts. He might need two of its gun, right?
2: I guess that's true enough. Although it zooms in on the Jagan for some reason. Like, apparently Yuki has a really big thing for the uh, mass production models. And the Jagan is the immediate successor of the Gym 3. I guess that does make some sense. Although if you want to go for high firepower, you know, long range fire support, There are better options than stuff like the Jagan.
0: Sure, but the, the axe is up there, right? And I think the idea is he wants to be more mobile and more able to engage in melee. And that's the end of the episode. But wait, there's more, and there's not even a bird in it. We cut to the GM, remember him? There's another bug! It's like, what? It was on the mirror mission server this time. Geordie LaForge is like, yes, but it seems like there was no damage to the system and the impact was minimal. The people playing it didn't even realize it was a bug because no one would tell them what the mirror mission was. And they were kind of dumb. And the GM's like, well, I guess let's just keep a close watch on this. And then we get an imposing, slow, ominous zoom in on him. And that's the end of the episode.
1: Uh, Yeah. So dramatic. Very, very useful. This
0: is Gundam Build Divers giving me what I asked for and me regretting it because it is a genuine character spotlight episode, right? It's just so poorly done. We don't really learn anything about Yuki. The lesson he learns is I should try to be different. Oh, no, I shouldn't. But he doesn't get to apply the lesson so it doesn't feel great, right? Like This is a super common trope for an episode of Super Sentai or Power Rangers where one of the members feels like they're not contributing and tries to be different and then realizes that the niche they feel is super important for that episode so they go back to it, right? But this isn't that. Yuki does not bail out the build divers by going to be a sniper, or even really save the end of the episode by doing it. Doji, in fact, kind of does everything, like Yuki is kind of always upset Riku is doing.
2: Yeah, like, he doesn't really do the whole fire support thing, and I think the thing that I realized when I was watching it was That it's not so much that Yuki's problem is that he's a sniper and playing the support role for everybody because that's always a necessary role. The primary issue with Yuki in that role isn't the role itself, it's the fact that he's a really shitty shot.
0: But even that's super inconsistent, right? Like, in the shuttle mission, he was perfectly serviceable, right? In the last mission with the SD Gundams, he was kind of displayed that way, although they were kind of trying to imply it was because the SD Gundams were super fast and he couldn't hit them. It's just the super, like, oh, I have a problem now. And this arc makes sense. You even talked about it in previous episodes, Zach, about how Yuki should have these feelings and develop them. The episode just doesn't do anything with them. It's a really poorly written spotlight episode.
2: Yeah, I guess that makes some sense. I understand why you're like starting at the same point and if you wanted to be competitive your buddy is getting so much better than you as you're going along but you're not improving at the same rate so you feel useless to the team certainly it's frustrating because i know that i've felt that way in the past quite a bit it's actually a constant problem i have with a lot of rpgs and team-based things if i don't feel i'm contributing to the team
0: yeah but it just like it doesn't tell a lesson it doesn't do a good job of showing the no you're fine as you are like you have an important role So it doesn't matter if you're not always in the spotlight, nor does it feel like development.
2: Yeah, it'd probably feel a little better if it was actually with the team. Yes. For example, if for whatever reason, like him and Riku traded mobile suits for a time, because like, you know, it's just like, okay, so like I can try this and they get their ass handed to him in a battle. And it's like, we need you doing this because you're so much better at it than everybody else. That's just like the 10 second thought process that I think would actually make it a bit better as an episode rather than be like, yeah, work with this dude nobody gives a shit about.
0: I think the 10 second version of this episode works fine too, though. He teams up with the rivals equivalent of him who also feels like he's helpless and they learn from each other. Except they don't
1: really is the problem. That's I said. The 10 <laughs> right. second
0: version of the episode is fine. It's when you actually have to
1: write the episode that Gundam Build Divers fails. you have a high point, Tyler? All the background, Sarah. I'm taking the easy one this time.
2: You
0: mean the only one, damn you. Zach, do you have a high point?
2: <sighs> this episode's pretty bad. Uh, I can't honestly think of an actual high point. All right, well, I'm going to come back to you after I go so you can try
0: I will say, I actually think from Doji's perspective, this is a useful episode. Doji does develop and it feels not earned, but I kind of get it. All his character development was kind of off screen, but the setup was there for it. And he gets the point where he actually apologizes and admits that what he was doing was bad. I think that all works. It's almost a better Doji spotlight episode
1: than a Yuki spotlight episode, right?
0: Yeah. And it should be for both of them, right? This should be the point. We should honestly be pressed this point. But when you're doing character spotlights, typically the first set of them is you have each character have their spotlight episode and then you start pairing characters up to spotlight their way they are similar and different. And we should be well into that phase. And this is a good pairing, I think. But yeah, the Yuki stuff just doesn't land at all. The Doji stuff is the lesser stuff, but I almost want to commend Build Divers for that because it so often uh, spends so much more time with the side characters than the main ones, right? Like, I feel like Doji gets the appropriate amount of screen time for this episode and
1: it accomplishes what they need to for him. But not, you know, the more main character. Yeah. But the thing
0: is, Yuki gets more screen time, right? They just fail to do anything. with it. Zach, did you come up with anything?
2: Uh, I'm honestly drawing a blank on anything that I can actually say that I really... Because Tyler already took the Sarah bits, which are probably the better ones. Uh, pff, I, if I have to like absolutely pick one, it's probably my own personal like derisive comments regarding this episode, but I, I don't think that counts. <laughs> I liked how much I hated this episode. The problem that Yuki has isn't so much that his fighting style is terrible, it's that he needs to take some time on the range.
1: And
0: I get why this story doesn't want to do fundamental training because that's boring to watch you should do away with it in montage right
2: the, the thing is have him realize that one of the main things he needs to do is just work on fundamentals
0: that's just not an interesting story so i sympathize with it but there are ways to do it and i build divers keep stumbling
1: do you have a low point tyler i'm gonna take kind of a weird one and the like total nothing foreshadowing that is the bird that just happens several times this episode, and literally nothing happens with it. It's just, I don't know, it's dumb, it's pointless, we've seen it five times, it's taken up unnecessary screen time. But
0: Tyler, how would you know there might be
1: a plot if the bird wasn't there? You know, I wish this show <laughs> would tell me in any way that there is also maybe a plot happening.
0: Did you not see the post-episode thing?
2: Bugs in the mirror. They're still oh, there.
1: And someone's watching Sh- Sarah. Sarah.
0: I never claimed Bill Divers was good. I, in fact, said it's my least favorite Gundam series.
2: Zach, So I'm going to have to go with the fact that they set up, like, the ideal or what, what this episode's supposed to be of, you know, improving yourself or sticking to your guns and getting better at that. And then they just don't do anything with it.
0: They completely punt. And I feel like it really gets encapsulated when Doji is like, you don't need to change everything, but you should change some things. And if the episode was actually about that... Like, if Yuki was like, I should completely change my style, but then he's like, no, I should actually just learn to melee in case I get caught, that suddenly that nothing metaphor actually works between them, right? But, like, there are so many easy fixes to this episode that we've come up with. I don't
2: even think I would say necessarily that they punt, because if they punt, I think it got
0: blocked. I mean, we'll just have to see next episode, right? Where the field position is. I think you guys covered the real ones. So I'm going to go with how disappointed I was in what Evil Sarah does, which is nothing. (laughs) She summons a bug. Because like I said, I remember that Evil Sarah was in this episode and got so excited. And then she is force lightning and fuses some guys, which kind of takes out the meaning of the episode.
1: It's not good. Also runner-up for the fact that the final fight didn't really use any of the elements of the previous challenges. Yeah, also bad. Also bad.
0: All right, that will about do it for this week's episode. Join us next week when we will be watching episode 18, A Man's Will. So, Tyler, was this Gundam or was this Isekai?
1: I'm going to say that it's two teenagers who are bad at stuff, which is like being shitty but not, trying to become better, so I'm going to say it's Gundam. Interesting approach.
2: Zach? I was actually going to use a lot of the same logic. It's about two crappy teenagers wanting to try and improve. It's done poorly, but that's the basis of it, so I guess I have to say Gundam. Alright,
0: join us next week.
2: Bye!